Welcome to the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast, presented by Rico's Cheese. Now here's your host, Spicy Gumbo. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast, presented by Rico's Cheese. It is Season 5, Episode 6, and today is Tuesday, October 17th. We are recording this. It is the mid-afternoon of the 16th, so my guest and I have no idea what's going to happen on the Cowboys-Chargers game tonight. We won't be talking about it, but you'll be hearing this on the 17th, so you will know what happens. But with me today, long-time member of our league i think one of the founding fathers five years ago of this league been a guest many times on the podcast travis team name dirty white boys how you doing travis hey chris doing great man good to be with you again oh man we're glad to have you here so um travis is representing our league in the tennessee region of our country and we are a, a a league based in San Antonio, Texas, and he used to be down here. We had to move up there for work, but we've kept in contact through fantasy football, which I am glad we did. So looking at your week six lineup, buddy, how did you do? It looks like you're not doing too bad so far. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm kind of in the same boat that, that I've been the past three years with with, with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. It, it uh, certainly wasn't my plan to, to go that route again as I, you know, I let Diggs go this year as one of my keepers. But, man, just my positioning in the draft and, and I saw him, I was like, oh, I can't pass it up. But but I, they haven't disappointed. So, um, you know, between is it, I think my team goes as though to as those two guys go. Yeah. Um, so for our listeners, we are a two person keeper league. And who were your two keepers this year it was Josh Allen and Josh Jacobs. And yeah. Yeah. You let Diggs go, but he came back to you. And Travis has always had that stack of Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs on his team. I love Stefan Diggs. I think, you know, his, his down game, like his, his worst game this season was like seven catches and 70 yards. That's a down game for Stefan Diggs. Um, so I, I just think he's a great guy to have on your squad right now. But your team's sitting pretty. You're up by 10 going into tonight's game. Your opponent is done. He is not having any more players. All you have is um, <laughs> Keenan Allen left. And I, I doubt. Keenan Allen will get you negative ten points, so I think you're doing okay. Yeah, let's let's don't let's don't bring up the Baker episode from last year. I don't need I don't, I don't need another one of those this year. <laughs> so, and I I do remember this. I do remember this TD. So for for our listeners, I think it was the last year or the year before last. I want to say it was possibly two years ago because Baker was still in Cleveland, and I think you had you were you were. You were down by no, you were up by one point going into Monday night game, and it was rainy and it was stormy. And Baker had an interception, then a fumble, and he got sacked a couple of times. <laughs> you ended up being a negative two <laughs> on the score, and you were losing to one of our GH squad online hysterectomies. For, for our listeners who know this podcast, he was playing him at the time, and Finally, Baker completed a 15-yard pass, and Travis goes up by point one. We have a long league chat here, and you just see Travis put put him, take him out, take out Baker, put him on the bench, take him out. <laughs> I think they actually did. I think they actually benched him at that point, <laughs> and you won by like the slim of, slimmest of margins. But um, it's such a fun memory. 
Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was going to have to get my direct line to Mr. Haslam and, and uh, get him out of there. <laughs> and, and, you know, your team so far this season in our league, you know, for listeners who are, some listeners are actually vested in our league to see how you're doing. You're going to be five and one, possibly third or second place. Um, your team is doing pretty well, TD. For those of you who follow me, I looks like I am also going to win this week. I'll be two and four, but only one game out of a playoff spot. A lot of things can happen in fantasy football. And, you know, we're only at week six. There's still eight more weeks of the regular season and two weeks of the playoffs. But, you know, at this point in the fantasy football world, um, TD, um, you know, you kind of know like, okay, who's, who's, who's 0-6 or who's, who's, who's out of it, who's 6-0, and who's doing well, who's kind of in the middle of the pack. And we may have a couple of teams that are kind of out of it, but for the most part, all the teams are kind of, kind of still in the thick of it right here in the kind of the middle of the football season. So what, well, let's just, let's make it specific to your team. What are things that you think you'd want to do with your team to kind of get them ready for weeks, you know, seven through 14? Yeah, I've got to, I've got to make sure um, I'm lined up on, on my bye weeks, you know, it, especially when Buffalo goes on bye and I lose digs and, Allen in the same week. I know I've picked up Baker. I don't know why, but you know, I, I guess maybe <laughs> just in case he was, he was off to, you know, a, a decent start, but um, I just gotta, I kind of, kind of line myself up for that, for that, that big bye week and, and, and make sure that, that I'm covered. I think, I think that's going to be key for me, but I, I kind of feel a little bit like last year, uh, you know, I got off to a fast start and then kind of fizzled, you know, as the, the, the season went on, it feels a little bit of the same this year. Like, like, I, yeah, five and one, but it's like, God, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not really a strong five and one. So, you know, just, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to really dig in there, make sure my defenses are solid. Um, you know, make sure my kicker, you know, those, those ancillary positions, I just got to make sure they're short up and, you know, give me those extra seven, eight points that those, those always are a big deal. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that. Um, so, number one, bye weeks are are tough when you have stacks like that. So, I always encourage managers out there to go if you have a quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, even a quarterback, running back stack. It's always good to go check your stacks ahead of time, you know, to see exactly when that bye week is and have them lined up. I mean, it's 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 tough. I never tell people to follow their draft where they're tracking bye weeks draft the, draft the best player at the position at that time in your draft and then check for bye weeks later but i typically go start looking at bye weeks week two week three just kind of looking in there and seeing who is on by who is on. i am i am lucky that the my bye weeks kind of line up where i only have like one guy out each week so it kind of worked out for me but it's it's nothing you can't fix right now but i do encourage managers to look look forward and try to get those bodies covered up. I do I do have a couple of, of, of fun strategies here that I want to tell our listeners about that I heard. I did one one time. Um, this is very risky, but it's good for like one in five teams or 0 in six teams, very nuclear option. But if you're like in like, like a redraft league or even in like um, a keeper league, um, pick up as many quarterbacks as you can and just put them on your lineup. Just put them in your bench just, and then just hold them there. I tell people, try to monopolize that position because more than likely, if you look at this week, more than likely we had, what, four quarterbacks go down this week? Um, Tannehill, Fields, um, 
Josh Allen went down for a little while, but he came back in. Luckily, um, the other quarterback went down too. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it, but we had, we had a lot of injuries this week to the quarterback position. So it's just, you know, it's good to, to do something like that. Just if you know, you're going to lose the entire season, you're not going to be in it, go nuclear <laughs> and just start picking up quarterbacks and then try trading those quarterbacks to other teams that need them when they, when they're injured and see if you can fight your way back into it. But eh, <laughs> that's a fun strategy to do, but it very rarely works. <laughs> well, that's, it's an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point because I know, you know, the, the season, the, the season before last when I won, I, I had to, I, I did, I picked up, um, I picked up some, some strategic plays towards the end of the season where I looked at the other roster and, and kind of saw some weakness and said, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go grab this or grab that and just make sure that the, the, the guy I'm playing couldn't, couldn't go get them. It's, it's such a good strategy to look at your opponent's matchups your opponents buys coming up in the weeks after your opponents that may have a guy that's questionable or doubtful coming up um it's a great strategy to look for um listeners and a great point there travis is you really want to make sure that you are looking ahead i mean i'm looking at my opponent two or three weeks from now and looking at their lineups and seeing where they're going to be lacking and then sometimes i'll even try to trade for players that they have that are going to be active in two or three weeks against me. So then they, and I'm trying to trade them players that are going to be on a buy when, when, they, when, they, when they face me in two or three weeks. So then they're really screwed. They have a bunch of guys on buy. Uh, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell anybody I did that. Not in our league anyway. Yeah, don't give away the secrets. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I want to tell everybody to, um, quick reminder, follow us on Twitter at TacoFFL. Make sure you follow our Twitter page. I have, I literally have hundreds of followers now, which I'm very excited about. Um, and make sure you go like and subscribe to our podcast. So it comes out. Um, you can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. But I get a lot of mailbag submissions. Mailbag. And I got a new one from a, and most of them, like I've said before, are mostly OnlyFans asking me to join their OnlyFans page or invest in crypt, invest in crypto. Uh, <laughs> that's about that's about ninety five percent of my 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 inbox. But for the most part, I do sift through it and I get to to some people that do care about our our football league. And this one's from Lizzie THUK 2019. She's in London, England. So she is from over oh, across the pond. So thank you, Lizzie. Long time listener. She said, um, she says, you talk a lot about your league constitution. Um, <laughs> those rules sound bollocks. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she's like, uh, yeah, are there, are there, are there really that many pages to your constitution? And are there any unwritten rules that your league mates follow? I'm just curious. Thanks, Lizzie. Okay, so this is a this is an interesting topic because Travis has been in our league for a very long time, and he has seen our league rules progress to a very large PDF document. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how long it is now. T, how many pages? Is it seven or eight pages by this point? Yeah, yeah, it's it's up there. Yeah, so it's a it's a long document. So um, I really encourage our listeners who are commissioners out there. A the reason I have such a long document, it's a great question. First of all, is 
just so everybody knows the freaking rules. Uh, so you you have a lot of leagues. I, I, I've actually dwindled my league participation down to only a couple, this being the main one of reference. But I've joined leagues before where there, where there weren't even any rules. You just join a league, gave some guy your money, and just hope for the best. And I've seen a lot of leagues with really lukewarm rules. Um, I'll just go on to Sleeper or Yahoo, you know, just look at the rules there. I just try to predict... Um, any questions that our managers may have will pop that will pop up and I put them on the rules. So it's 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 come to an eight page document. Um, all the rules are needed in there. But a couple to answer your question, there's a couple of unwritten rules that I think for the most part most leagues follow. I actually have it listed out in my rules. Um, but you know, pay your pay your commissioner on time. Um, don't make your freaking commissioner go out there and hound you for twenty bucks for four months. Um, just pay your pay your dues. I have the actually the I always say the dates listed out in our constitution. Um, but one unwritten rule, Travis, and it came up recently uh, that I think is really important is we had a, and I may I may even mention this in week two, and I'm I'm not sure if you saw this on the trade block in our little chat. So for our listeners. We had a trade process, and I looked at it, and the, the, the trade review came out, and it was for Nick Chubb. And he had already been injured, and the person who had Nick Chubb obviously got that trade in there prior to Nick Chubb be injured. So we, had, we got it straightened out. We reversed the trade, and everybody was happy with the reversal. But I guess uh, an unwritten rule, and I think, I think Travis would agree with me here, is as a manager, if you know a guy is injured in a trade, yeah, you could still, you could still process the trade and get rid of that guy, but it's just not cool. It's not a nice thing to do to someone. You know, if you're all, these are your friends. You don't want to try to screw up your friends. You want it to be fair. So what side of the fence are you on, Travis? Are you on the side where oh, no, that guy should have canceled his trade. Um, it's his fault. He loses those good guys for injured player. Or are you on the side? It was like, nope, the person who, who made the good deal, you know, they saw the trade there. The other guy didn't cancel it. I'm going to process it, and that person's in the right. Who, what side of the fence are you on? No, I think I, I think I think for me the unwritten thing is, yeah, you got to you got to just reverse it, right? You know, I mean, I mean, he was injured. Um, you, you know, think about real life trade, right? They're they're not gonna they're not gonna finish the trade until he passes the physical, right? right. So maybe maybe we need to throw in a pass the physical. Uh, button on there too or something oh, that's a great idea yeah and I, i'm that way too unless you're playing with people you really don't like or you have no idea if it's a public league with a bunch of people you even care about or who know um <laughs> i could see you maybe wanted to screw over one of those people um but well, the most, yeah <laughs> I, I i could see it like like you know if you were in a league for some big dollars or something you know mo- you know money will money will change your thinking a little bit there and you know, and yeah, if you don't know them or, you know, it's not a, a, you know, good group of friends or anything like that, you know, yeah, you could very easily just say, Hey, sorry, man. That's, that's, that's the way it goes. The system, it was in the system. It's, 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 it's good to process. So I guess it, I guess it just kind of depends, but I'm of the opinion, right? I mean, it's, you know, I want to win. I want to win with, with the best guys and, and making the best, best plays. So, you know, not, not really swindling anybody. I am 100% in agreement with you on that. I mean, there's no reason to play dirty to win, especially when, like you said, I mean, what's that? It's not inconsequential amount of money in our Taco Tuesday league, but it's not like we're not playing hundreds of thousands of dollars here either. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's something like we're all, we're all, we all know each other. Like everybody in this league knows each other. And I wouldn't, 
want that bad karma juju coming back on me because there might be a fact where like just, yeah just 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 for this just you i mean you may have even see it in a chat and people I, I feel bad um but as a commissioner i can't reverse what happened this past week so we are also we're also doing a survivor pool um in our league as well and we unfortunately had a couple of managers who were on a flight um their league their their lineups were set for their fantasy football team which is great, but they forgot to set their survival pool. And unfortunately, as a survival pool, I can't go back and switch it. So, yeah, you just, you just never want that bad juju to come back on you, where, like, in a league where you know you did the wrong thing and you could have done the right thing, just be prepared for that karma to come back on you. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good yeah. point. All right. Anyway, so. Great question, Lizzie. Thank you for submitting our mailbag second. Remember, guys, you can drop me a line at TacoFFL on Twitter X. Uh, maybe your comment will make you up here on the podcast. But one thing I want to move on to, TD, is trade deadline. So the trade deadline is about, I think, a month away, maybe maybe something around that area. And I think at this point in, in fantasy leagues, is, is the time where you start seeing a lot of trades process teams that are kind of, you know, five and one, six and oh, four and two, making their team stronger for that second, second half of the second half of the season push. And then teams that are possibly kind of still in the hunt, two and four, three and three, you want to make the team a little bit better. And then you got your one and five and oh, and six teams that are just looking to possibly make their teams a little stronger next year through draft picks. So, Thinking about that and thinking about the players that are out there that are probably rostered, not on the waiver wire, that are rostered, um, give me one or two guys that you think are really good by low candidates right now. I could start if you want me to. I don't mind. I got one guy right off the bat that I, I love. I, I'm, I'm going to try to buy him from our manager in this league. But I don't know if I'll sell him. It is um, Go ahead. Go ahead. Bijan Robinson, the running back from – the Falcons. So this is the second week in a row that Bijan has had a really underwhelming performance listeners. I mean, you, you've probably seen it. Um, he had 46 yards at week five, 37 yards at week six, no touchdowns. I think he may have had a receiving touchdown in week five, but only had 12 yards receiving. So, you know, it's hard, it's hard to quantify that into a first round pick. And if that manager is on a 0 and six, one and five team, I think it's he's right for the picking for our managers that are on maybe three and three, four and two that are trying to make that push towards the second half of the season. Because you may get a nervous manager. You may think, okay, you know, he was my first round pick. I might trade him for a future first round pick. Um, that offense really isn't going anywhere. The Atlanta Falcons offense is just terrible. Um, you may be able to pick up a pretty high end wide receiver one or a future first round pick or a future second round pick. Um the reason I say go buy him now, because I actually think he'll continue to be a strong running back. I'm saying buy low now because he's had a couple of weeks where he's done poorly. Um, and it's, I just think he'll still as a running back with their very high ceiling as well. That's a, yeah, that's a, <laughs> I, that's a, that's an interesting prospect. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I just, worry about I and 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 how I look two, three years down the road, right? Do you see him in two, three years, you know, just really being the 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 hundred yard, twenty touch guy, you know, uh consistently week in and week out in, in the system he's in? I, I, I don't see it, right? So 
I'm like, you know, that I, I would be hesitant. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. He, I, he's not he's not even that right now. I mean, he's he's Tyler Algiers getting 10 carries a game and stealing about 70 yards, 70 yards a game from from Bijan. Bijan is definitely more of a all equipped running and receiving back. But Tyler Algiers is running through the tackles, you know, 10, 12 carries a game, stealing those carries from Bijan. And I don't see that ever changing. Um, like Art Smith runs his offense. I just I yeah. see him running the ball from a lot of different guys. The reason I say is he you could you could pick him up for the discount right now. I'm not saying pick him up, you know, at, at his first round price. You probably the person who has Bijan on their on their on their team is gonna want a for a good manager is gonna want a first round pick for him or is gonna want a high end receiver one for him. I'm saying because of these weak performances, you may be able to pick up Bijan on the, the discount aisle. Maybe um, it kind of depends on the manager. If they're a little nervous, they they see him kind of digressing. They see Atlanta not going anywhere. I just think he may be able to. He's like on the he's like on the the clearance aisle right now. Even though I don't think he should be there, he's a phenomenal football player. I think that it's possible that you might be able to get him a little cheaper now than you could say two or three weeks ago. Well, let's let's add a scenario to that, and and I I, I think about this. I think of I think about a guy like McCaffrey or some of your some of your your guys that are you know uh, two three years you know they get banged up a little bit. I had this dilemma. I, I what was it the year before last I traded you McCaffrey or was it last year? I can't remember. It was it was it was twenty. It was actually twenty twenty. It was almost three years ago. And yeah, my he goodness, sat, it was that long ago. Yeah, he sat in my IR for most of the season, so I really but appreciate, see, appreciate I, that, buddy. <laughs> But see, that was my thinking, right? I, I, I just, you know, I he, he got a couple of good seasons out, you know, but then he got banged up a little bit, and I started thinking, hey, you know, if if I can get some good value for him now, let's let's go ahead and do it because I I'm, I might be taking a little bit of a gamble, um, you know, and then you know he's had you know like last year was really good, and I and I I kind of go, man, I wish I had him back, but now he's banged up again, right? So is he a guy? that you might uh, you might consider doing something with. Yeah, it's 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 one of those gambles. Like you said, I think both these players are gambles uh, because just don't know. And I think every trade is like that. Like people people overvalue people in a, in a trade all the time. And it just it just really grinds my gears every time I see someone. No, 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 no. I want I want a first and a second and then half your half your starters for this one guy. Oh no. So it's just it, it, I I always try to put the numbers where they make sense. And right now McCaffrey is the best person in fantasy. He is banged up. He has no bleak injury. We have, don't know how long he's going to be on the shelf. We don't know what Shanahan's going to do in the running back room right now. But he is a guy you could probably buy on the cheap right now, um, you know, because because he is injured at this point. And the McCaffrey owner probably spent a high draft pick or a high keeper on him. So the running back room is probably getting a little thin. So you may be even toss him RB2 for for McCaffrey, a healthy RB2, um, and, and get something returned. That's a great pick. I like that pick. Yep, great, yep. great buy low guy. Um, another buy low um, person. This is a wide receiver who had their first dud of the season. 
um, Puka Nuka of the Rams. And he, I mean, he put up like, I don't know, it was like four catches for 20 yards. I mean, five points, I believe. And I was watching that Rams Cardinals game and I just didn't think McVay knew what to do most of the time with his play calling. I just, I, it looked terrible in the first half because they ran two, two times for four yards. And then in the second half, they finally turned it up and ran for 150 plus yards rushing. Um, congrats to all the Kyrie Williams owners out there. He's a little banged up as well. Uh, but with that receiving room, it's hard because Cooper Cup's back. And Cooper Cup's, I think, 10, 12 catches at offense, um, every game. Now, I still think Puka Nuka can be a high upside wide receiver, too. That's not I, – I, I'm not doubting his, his talent, and I'm not doubting um, – the talent of that offense. I just think you get a you know, nervous manager who sees Cooper cup emerging and Kyron Williams. They're running the ball a lot more. I just think you get a nervous manager wants to sell Puka Nuka, but now you have to sell him at a discount because of the dud he just had. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I, I, I don't know what it is with me, but I have never been high on anybody out in the West. Just doesn't work for me for whatever reason, um, and and especially the Rams. I, I just yeah yeah I don't I I I just couldn't see myself going there. Yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a tough sell. Like you know, I mean that's the thing. You know, I I think you could probably pick up Pukunuka on the cheap for maybe a, a RB two or even maybe a low end tight end one. Um, at this point, to, if the owner is willing to move them, um, I still think you get some upside from him just considering the way the offense operates. Um, the very pass heavy offense, Matt Stafford is not running at all. Uh, so he's definitely going to be passing the ball a lot more than trying to scramble for yards. And you might be able to get him on, on, the, on the cheap. But on the flip side, there are players who have done well the past few weeks who I think are ready for a digression. These are players that if you have them on your lineup, starting lineup right now, it is time to sell, 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 sell high on Kyle Pitts. <laughs> um, he has had back-to-back tight end one performances against good defenses, Washington, Tampa Bay. Um, he has been mediocre for what? I don't know like three years. I don't know how long he's been around, but he has been not that great in the past two or three years. Um, I don't know how much more I have to say about that. When you have a tight end one finish by Kyle Pitts two weeks in a row, I think that's about as good as it's going to get for Kyle Pitts. I, I think I think you should move him at that point and get some good back for him. Well, look, speaking of tight ends, let, let's, let, let, what, what about, what about Kelsey, right? He's, he's, He's in the midst of all this this hype, and is he distracted? Is he got uh, you know? Does he does he have the right focus? Is he is he um, you know? He just gonna let his guard down here a little bit? You know, maybe he's maybe he's out uh, you know maybe he's out in the tabloids or whatever, right? But is is he gonna catch a a, a bad break here coming up? I, I don't know. My gut my gut tells me he's he's a guy too that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, with Travis Kelsey, I mean, I mean, he had a great game, and you're right. It's it's hard to know if he is going to continue that and and put all the <laughs> Taylor Swift the <laughs> hype aside. Put it all aside. Um, I'm just looking at his quality 
of play. Uh, you know, he seems a little bit slower off the ball. He is finding those weak parts in the zone when I see him play, but he he isn't getting as much separation on press coverage as he used to. Um, he's coming into, I want to say, 34, 35, as far as a tight end goes. I mean, I mean, unless you're Jimmy Graham, you can't go much further than that. So, um, well, look, I, look, there's just there's just certain things as an athlete you're not supposed to be doing, you know, before game time, Chris. But yeah, just, just saying, buddy. Hey, weak weak legs, buddy. I got you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I'm not saying they're doing that. I don't want to. I don't want to upset any of my Swifty listeners out there. Um, but you know, I it, it, he does he, he doesn't seem the same. That entire Kansas City offense doesn't seem the same and if you look at them they played the broncos and i think they beat the broncos on thursday night like 19 to, to 12 or not i mean it was not a good game by kansas so, city you know so so do you think i, I mean come on tyreek hill what are we what are we, what are we doing this year right what, what does he do if what does he do if he's still in kansas city and and man are they kicking themselves over that or not well, I mean, they did win the Super Bowl last year without Tyreek Hill, and it was supposed to be a rebuild year, um, and they ended up winning. I think I think it really was kind of fluky that they won. They definitely were not the best team. I personally don't think they were the best team in that in that Super Bowl. Um, I definitely don't think even the best team in AFC last year. Um, they, they just hit things at the right time, had the guys step up at game time at the right time. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But I could definitely see Kelsey be a sell-high candidate right now. He had a great game last week. He's the only Kansas City player that had a good game last week. I mean, Rasheed Rice had a few catches, but um, he's a definitely a good sell-high candidate in a tight end position. That's pretty thin. It's a pretty thin position. So I think you could move Kyle Pitts and Travis Kelsey for pretty decent prices this week. Um, yeah. Another, another. I'll, I'll give us one more before we do commercial break. We're running a little long, but I got one more guy that I'm, I'm going to announce here. Um, and then we'll go to commercial, and then we'll come back for some fun stuff that that, that Travis is excited about. <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry. So if you're a Derrick Henry owner, um, he's coming off 113 yards, touchdown, and won a touchdown game. Got plenty of points for fantasy owners. Um, but he has not looked the same. He's not been explosive. He is getting stopped at the line the entire time. He had one 63-yard run on Sunday. That accounts to most of his yards. If you take that out of there, 50 yards, one touchdown, not bad for running back, but not something that um, Henry owners are, are wanting. But with the entire stat line together, I think you could get something good for Derrick Henry if you sell him this week. He just isn't the same guy that he was, you know, two, three years ago. That Those miles on the tires are finally starting to show their wear. And he had a great game. It might be time to move him. What do you think? I Well, I so in that instance, right, and I'm kind of biased being over here in, in Tennessee. That's, that's, <laughs> that's you know, the team. Yeah. That's that's obviously the, the the team we've you know gravitated to over here, and and um, I, I I would say to me Chris it's going to depend on their quarterback situation, you know in the next couple of years, maybe that re- reinvigorates them a little bit if they get a guy in there that can you know light it up throwing a little better something but you know right now it just feels like they're just teeing off on him you know um because they they don't really have any anything else to to show so maybe you open that up you know get him a little reinvigorated and i think he i think he busts loose for you know uh, another couple couple good seasons so yeah i'm 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 buying that one 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I if, 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 if you can get the owner to trade him for a relatively modest amount, I think it's definitely worth the buy. I think owners can get a lot more for him right now than they can for him in, say, two or three weeks. But you're right. I don't know how how he's coming into his year 28. I can't even think off the top of my head a running back that had a RB1 finish in their 28th year other than possibly McCaffrey next year. Well, he's banged up now, so I don't know. Uh, it's it's just he's just a good he's a good sell high candidate right now. So you might be able to pull in someone for him. But if you can buy him for middle price and like like TD said, um, I think he might be worth a shot. But anyway, um, let's take a quick commercial break, listeners, from our sponsors. They're the ones who keep the lights on here. And when we come back, I am going to take our esteemed guest Travis down into the Who Said That segment. We'll be right back. Rico's not only has just Rico's cheese, which, mind you, is awesome, they have a wide variety of other Rico's products for sale. One is the Rico's 6.2-ounce pretzel on the go pack, which includes a beautiful, soft 2.7-ounce pretzel and a 3.5-ounce cup of delicious cheese sauce. It's a nice little box. You take it on the go, and it's microwavable. The cheese is smooth and delicious, so that's just a hint of jalapeno to dip that nice soft pretzel in. Go grab a box and enjoy. It is available wherever Rico's products are sold. And we're back, listeners. So for the sake of time, and I know... Travis has many important places to be in this great state of Tennessee. I'm going to quickly, 30 seconds, go over two waiver wire picks you have to pick up. Uh, number one, Craig Reynolds, Detroit running back, available on 98% of leagues. Gibbs and Montgomery are banged up. He's next in line. Good offense. Go get him. Number two, Jordan Mason, San Francisco running back, 94% available in leagues. Same as Reynolds. Um, 49ers went to Mason over Mitchell. Uh, he's in a good offense. Uh, I'm not saying Shanahan won't use um, – Eli Mitchell more than Jordan Mason. It's hard to say what he's going to do, uh, but just elite offense, two good running backs, Jordan Mason, Greg Reynolds, good people to pick up in week seven. Okay. But drum roll, please. And this is the segment. Everybody comes to listen to. It is the who said that. Who said that? segment <laughs> travis i sent you a hint prior yes. to this and what was the hint inconceivable inconceivable he didn't fall inconceivable so if you knew the famous 80s movie the princess bride you'll be set here that is a famous line from that movie um <laughs> He didn't fall from the cliffs. Inconceivable, and you know, just uh, he kept saying that the entire movie. This character, so <laughs> the Princess Bride, my friend, is where we'll be getting these lines from. I'm going to read you the line, and then you just have to tell me who said it, and you can give me the actor's name or the character's name. Are you familiar with the movie? I, oh, Chris, man, you picked, you picked, no, I'm not. I'm familiar with the very large actor, yes. Okay. Uh, Andre the Giant, of course, you know, who who in the 80s didn't grow up watching Andre the Giant? Exactly. I'm going to give you a hint. 
Andre the Giant is one of these four lines coming up. So <laughs> if you decide to guess Andre the Giant the entire time, you'll at least get one point. <laughs> All right. Here's the first line. So I'm going to say the line, um, and then you'll guess, and then um, I'll play a line for the audience when we move on to the next one. So here it is. <clears throat> I just want you to feel you're doing well. I hate for people to die embarrassed. Oh. Uh, Billy Crystal. No, that was the Andre the Giant. I gave you the first one. (laughs) (laughs) So um, let me play for the audience. I just want you to feel you're doing well. I hate for people to die in the house. And that line is um, he's fighting him with the rocks and. The, the, the main actor guy, I, I'm not going to give you his name because he might be an answer later. Uh, he jumps on the back. He's trying to he's trying to body slam Andre the Giant, and he thinks he's toying with him. And Andre the Giant's trying to make him feel better because he doesn't want him to die embarrassed. So he makes him feel like he's doing a good job trying to trying to kill him. So, but it, 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 it's okay. You're, you'll get the next three. Now I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> the next the next three lines. There are no more Andre the Giant lines. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling you something. Um, oh, is that, um, oh, it's the bald guy. What's the bald guy's name? Uh, 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 uh No, it's not Vizini. So um, he's the inconceivable actor line. No, it's the main guy, Wesley. It's Carrie Ellis. So he's talking to he's talking to Queen Buttercup or Princess Buttercup at the time, and he's trying. He's mocking her, and she's like, "You don't know my pain." He's all, "Life is pain." <laughs> so let's play it for the audience. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. And that line right there, um, he says it like then that's where he that's where she pushes him down the hill and his mask comes off and they, they she finds out it's him and blah, blah, blah. But OK, well, we'll, we'll move on. You're doing you're doing you're doing you're not doing too well. You're over two. <laughs> you're about to get benched by your by your batting coach. Here we go. Let's, let's see. If we get, yeah, no doubt. Let's, see, let's see if we get a hit here. Third time up. OK. <clears throat> you fell victim to one of the most classic blunders. The most famous of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well known is never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. How about uh, let's go with let's go with Miracle Max on that one? <laughs> no, that one's Vicini. That's the that one. Oh, <laughs> you're killing me. Yeah, the Great Wallace Shawn himself. No victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> yeah, that's Vicini. Um, funny, funny story about that guy. He he supposedly, um, a friend of mine saw him at a bar like in New York, and he pointed to him, and the actor, Wallace Shawn, did the entire scene. Did that entire scene oh, no. for him, like at a bar, uh, like it was, and was happy to do it, and then he got his autograph and picture. It's pretty cool. But anyway, okay, O for three, O for three. Um, all right, this last line is probably the most famous line in the movie. You're gonna get it. I know you are. You ready? Go. Okay. Hello, my name is 
blank blank. I can't say that part because his name's there. So, hello, my name is blank blank. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Uh, uh okay. Let's go with let's go with Miracle Max on that one. <laughs> no, that's not right. That is <laughs> Inigo Montoya. That is the famous Mandy Patinkin line. Uh, where you see, I mean, I see it all the time on LinkedIn pages. Let me play a line real quick for the audience. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. So in that in that line, he's finally come to the six finger man and he's ready to kill him. He's the whole movie, his character is trying to find a six finger man, the guy who killed his father. So I see a lot of like LinkedIn pages. Remember, social cues by Inigo Montoya. Hello. <laughs> delightful, delightful <laughs> greeting. My name is Inigo Montoya. Introduce yourself. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. And like, you know, it says, um, relevant material and then manage expectations. So <laughs> like, uh, so it, it's a famous line. Um, so I mean, that movie um, for, for our listeners who are ridiculous eighties people like me, um, Billy Crystal, like Travis said, was in it. Um, Fred Savage, um, Robin Wright played Buttercup. Um, Peter Falk, Columbo was in that movie um, along with Carrie Elwes, Andre the Giant. I mean, for those of you who are listening right now and haven't seen The Princess Bride, please go find it. We're on, it's on numerous streaming services. Go find it and watch it. Travis, I encourage you to watch it as well. <laughs> I, I, will, I will have to go back and do that, no okay. doubt. Now, you, you, um, you decide next year that it's Caddyshack. We're on, buddy. Okay, I promise you, uh, I'll, <laughs> I will. I will bring you back on, maybe even later this season, <laughs> and we'll do Caddyshack and or Caddyshack Two lines. So, <laughs> Caddyshack Two, what a terrible movie that was. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I want to thank uh, our sponsor, Ricos. They help us keep lights on here. Uh, we are coming up on the end of the podcast. I want to thank Lizzie for her wonderful mailbag submission. Uh, I want to thank all of my listeners. You make this podcast great make sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast go like our twitter x page drop a line to me who knows you might make it on the podcast and last but certainly not least i'd like to thank my gracious guest travis dirty white boys thank you for being on the podcast this week chris thanks so much for all you do buddy this is uh you know it's always fun and and nobody there's no harder working commissioner out there than you buddy appreciate all you do that 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 warms my heart travis (laughs) i I appreciate that but um i i it it is a labor of love and i enjoy doing it so go out there everybody hopefully you learned some stuff on this podcast good luck in week seven and best of luck rest of season travis this is this was the taco tuesday fantasy football league podcast spicy gumbo signing off i do believe marcellus my husband your boss told you to take me out and do whatever i wanted now i want to dance i want to win i want that trophy the dance good <laughs>